It's the 6th of July. I got a new shirt. And this is your Monday Microdose. Well, if you're just listening, I do apologize that you can't see the new shirt. But you'll just have to believe me when I tell you that it makes me look young and slim. Um, I hope you all had a uh, safe and festive Independence Day to the people that were shooting off mortars until two o'clock in the morning, you can go straight to hell. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it is that has turned me into this uh, grumpy old man, but these fireworks laws. When I first moved to Indianapolis, fireworks uh, were illegal, as they were, you know, in Illinois for most of my childhood. And you did things the old-fashioned way. You snuck down across state lines into Kentucky or Tennessee, and you bought some bottle rockets and maybe the occasional Roman candle, and then you shot them off. Soon after dark. Uh, You didn't start at 1230. Uh, They changed the laws at some point, I don't know, a dozen years ago or so, and it was adorable. You could... You could buy fireworks, but you had to sign a release that said that you were going to not shoot them off within city limits, which, like I said, is adorable. And then the second thing was, well, you could shoot them off in city limits, but you had to go to a predetermined location to shoot them off. And, you know, how are you going to enforce that? And the answer is you're not. Uh, What you do is you rely on the fact that we live in a civil society where people respect their neighbors. And, yeah. And then, you know, you get uh, the Battle of Quezon going on at 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, you know, within a three-block radius of your home. Um, There's a lot of laws like that. Uh, the the governor of, of Indiana here is getting some plaudits for a law that went into, a, into effect on the 1st of July, which is a hands-free law, which means, you know, if you're going to use your mobile phone in your car while you're driving, you have to use some kind of a hands-free device. Great. I'm all for it. How are you going to enforce it? How are you going to enforce it? I don't know how you're going to enforce it. So you're still going to have people going down the road, you know, talking on their phones. I don't know. Get off my lawn! Uh, (laughs) So I did get a new shirt, and I've talked about this before, so if you've heard me uh, talk about it before, uh, you'll have to forgive me, but... I started riding in finger quotes normal clothes. I don't know a deck, yeah, maybe a dozen years ago. Um, I got tri- tired of you know stuffing myself into lycra and uh, just kind of took a couple of cues from Grant Peterson and the gang at Rivendell and just started riding in normal clothes. And what I found was that it's great, very comfortable. 
Um, but you know the the shirt that you paid forty or fifty or sixty bucks for after about a season of riding in it is pretty worthless. Really, you can only ride in it at that point because it gets they get pretty gross. And so I stopped buying new shirts. I started buying shirts at resale stores. And then I started buying shirts in resale stores and then having them for sale in my store and on my website. Now, you could most certainly do the same thing. You could scrounge around and I'm sure you could find some good stuff. The problem is is that it does take time. Uh, I, you know, when I go out, I may hit six or seven stores and it may take the better part of a day and I may come back with two or three pieces that are worthwhile or what I feel like is worthwhile. So if you don't want to do that and you would like me to do the legwork for you, there's a link in the bio and or show notes, uh, that just says ride in normal clothes and that'll take you to the stuff that I have for sale. And uh, a lot of it may be just like uh, what I'm wearing today. Um, I did a blog post last week, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about it here too, about how I'm consuming less um, content. And how that has, you know, really kind of been for the better. Uh, But what I am doing more, a little bit more, is reading. And I finally broke down and bought a Kindle. Um, I had been lugging my second or third generation iPad around. And, uh, you know, the first world problems, uh, it was, you know, you do have to kind of lug it around. And the Kindle is so much smaller and easier to take around with you. I can have it with me pretty much everywhere, although I didn't bring it with me today. Um, And it's really been kind of a game changer. And, you know, I know I'm late to the game in this whole e-reader thing. Uh, But as I mentioned last week, I'm not a big fan of change even if it's for the better. Uh, the nice thing about any of these e-readers uh, is that you can borrow books from your library and they'll deliver them right to your Kindle. Um, so you don't have to leave the house. And, and and again, I don't know about what it was like for you, but um, you know, our libraries, I don't even, I don't know if they're open yet. They've been clo- They were closed for quite a while. You couldn't even get to them. So the e ebooks were the only option. Um, and there's a link in the description for that as well. Uh, full disclosure, any of the Amazon links, if you buy any product from those, I do get a buck or two here and there. So that's full disclosure, but it is kind of an easy way to, uh, you know, support what I'm doing here. Um, I mentioned, I don't know, several shows back about my experiment with the leaf razor. 
Now, this I have no affiliation with. Uh, but the more I use it, the more I like it. I did have to fiddle around with it because you can vary the number of blades that you actually put into the head. Um, and I took one of the blades out and voila, works really well. Uh, so if you are interested in plastic-free shaving, leafshave.com. Yeah. Again, I don't have any affiliation with them, and I get nothing for mentioning it, but it works really well, and you're not throwing away uh, plastic disposable razors for whatever that's worth. Um, this book that I'm reading right now is on, uh, it's a biography of Douglas MacArthur. Um, fascinating guy. Good Lord. And, you know, had a, obviously uh, was kind of linked inexorably with the Philippines. Uh, and I mentioned that that was my first trip out of the country. Um, so, of course, you get to the section of the book right at the beginning of World War II where he's on Corregidor and then Bataan, Corregidor and Bataan. And it was fascinating reading it because I was reading through the passage and it's like, oh, I've been to Topside Barracks. I've been to Middleside Barracks. I've been on the island. I've been in the Malinta Tunnel. Um, I've said many times uh, that if you have any interest at all in um, World War II history, especially the Pacific Theater, it's worth the trip uh, to go and do it. We did a half-day tour. I think this was on my second trip. Um, yeah, you just get on a little, you get on a ferry. It's not a little ferry. It's quite large. And it takes you over to the, uh, uh to Kurgador, And then the guide takes you around. And man, it's uh, pretty unbelievable stuff. Uh, that's it for today. Not a lot going on. There still are no bikes. Uh, hopefully, uh, going to have some more bridge clubs coming here in the next couple of weeks. And then I think the new disc trucker a couple of weeks after that, maybe. But everything's kind of in flux. Uh, like I said, I hope you're doing well. Uh, if you have pets, as I do, I hope they uh, came through the uh, pyrotechnics None the worse for wear. I hope you're getting some riding in. Until next time, be nice, work hard, ride bikes, play music when you can. I'll talk to you soon.